0: Heyo and welcome to another episode of Day Talks. Thank you so much for tuning in, my name is Deborah. I am your host but the only one who speaks on this podcast platform and this is Washday Talks. This is my artwork if you can see it, if you're on Spotify or YouTube or any platform that supports video podcasts, you actually get to see me while I speak. So if you've only been listening to me audibly make sure you jump onto Spotify so you can actually see my face. But yeah, this is my artwork. That's supposed to be a goblet, then just other stuff, and there's a lantern at the top. And just, yeah. So I tend to record in interesting positions. Like right now, I'm just not interesting positions. That sounds weird. I tend to record with a lot of my room in view, and yeah, you just see my artwork. But yeah, I got new hair. My friend did it for me. It's lovely. And yeah, that's the most newest thing about me, really. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was going to tell you about everything I need to do today, but we're not going to do that. But basically, please check out the Instagram page, Wash Day Talks on Instagram, W-A-S-H-D-A-Y-T-A-L-K-S. Also on YouTube, if you want to see my face, same thing, but with a Z at the end instead of the S. Um, On Instagram, I do reels, I do quotes, and I do snippets from podcast episodes. So you're just getting that consistent form of motivation across the week. And also my story, I do give context to some of the things I talk about. So if you want to know more about what Day Talks and about myself, make sure you tune in. So this is like the record timing. I'm actually getting into the podcast episode before two minutes. Normally I talk about my life for two minutes, but we're not doing that today. We are on point. Today's title is called Perfect Love. Or it's called Fear, one or the other. I'm going to call it Perfect Love. And you're probably thinking, whoa, where did she, like, is this a relationship? No, no, we're not doing relationship content for now. Okay, that's benchmarked. But basically, there's this phrase, perfect love casts out all fear. And basically, I'm going to be writing something on the topic of love. And that was the, the idea I wanted to base my written piece on. And then as I was just thinking about it, it kept coming back. Stephen King said that don't write down ideas for your writing, that a good idea will keep coming back to you. So I didn't write it down, but it just kept coming back to me over the weeks. I was like, okay, even though I wanted to write my piece on something else, we're going to go with Perfect Love Casting Out All Fit. And then as I, the day, the week was going by super quick and I was like, my podcast episode, I had had been thinking about it. I was like, I want to do one on mentors and people of guidance in your life because in this season of my life, having older, m- mature people who can tell me things has really benefited me. So, I wanted to do an episode on that, but I also wanted to do an episode on fear because in the past week I did, I'd been experiencing a bit of fear in regards to new steps I wanted to take, decisions I wanted to make. And I didn't like that because I was feeling the effects of fear all over again, you know, that crippling feeling, that feeling that you can't really make a decision. And I thought, this is really interesting. I want to come and talk about this. But I was hesitant to bring an episode about fear whilst I was still dealing with fear. I would say it's more towards like the anxiety, anxious level of like fear of there's so much to do, so many decisions to make. I don't know where to start from. So I was like, I'll probably do it on that. But then it started switching more towards perfect love casts out all fear. And I really, really want to do a podcast episode on that. So that's what today's episode is. It's called perfect love casts out fear or perfect love or fear. Either one, we can do a little shortcut i don't know p l c f yeah (laughs) anyways that's the rationale behind coming to this conclusion that i wanted to do this episode but yeah i have notes anytime i show you my notes be proud of me because that means that there's a higher chance i won't just talk rubbish on here (laughs) i need to stop doing that to myself because investors could be listening right now and it's just me to bore like saying down my podcast no there is great wisdom on these episodes and check them out yes but a heading i have is the power of perspective because when you're talking about fear and love a great thing to touch on is perspective and how these two emotions affect your perspective how these two outlooks you can have an outlook of love so you look at life through the lens of love. You can have an outlook of fear Where you look at life through the lens of fear and the outlook you have will determine the perspective you have on life, obviously. If you're looking through tinted glasses, the world will seem purple to you. If you're looking through clear glasses, the world is going to seem clear. And I would like to see love as... One could argue that looking at the world through love is tinted lenses anyway because you're just going to see everything rosy. But I'd like to argue that fear... Has a more detrimental effect on your outlook of the world, your perspective and your experiences because it clouds reality. Something you really need to distinguish between is your perception and reality. Some people could argue reality doesn't exist because everybody walking through life has a biased perspective. But I'd like to say there's a genuine general consensus we have of what the world is. You know, if I say the sky is blue, a lot of people will agree. Some people see grey, some people see, but if I say the sky is like green. That's where it starts getting, "Mm, you're in a different world, honey, come back to reality. So you have a general consensus of what the world is. And when we look at the world through fear, we are drastically moving away from that. But of course, you could argue we live in a society that glorifies fear or has become so accustomed with looking at the world through fear through the type of things we report on the news and the things we discuss on social media and the perspective we have to politics and the social climate at this moment you could argue that we've formed a consensus that the world should be looked at through fear but I would like to stray away from that I still have hope in humanity that that the world isn't that far gone that things are still okay so I would say generally there's a consensus of the world. For example, I miss my bus. Looking at it through fear, my interview is at one o'clock. I miss my bus at 12. It takes me 20 minutes to get to the interview. Look, and buses run every five minutes. Looking at it through fear, it's done. I should go home. I haven't got a job. The interview is going to go rubbish. Looking at it through reality, another bus is coming in five minutes. I will still get to the interview place early. Do you see the difference? So there's a reality we have, and then fear just comes in like slaps it away that's why we don't want fear because it can really hinder us i know everybody listening to this podcast is talented i know everyone listening to this podcast has something to give not just because i'm an advocate of yeah i wish they talks community building we're all slay queens no it's because i genu- genuinely know through experience Do having lived in a lot of places, interacting with a lot of people, everybody has something to give and one of the greatest mistakes you can make in interacting with other people is negating the value other people have when they come to a conversation, when they come to a space. Everyone has a unique perspective, everyone is a unique individual, therefore what they bring to the table is unique and beneficial. So if you are listening and you are struggling with the perspective of fear I would just like to affirm you and encourage you not to allow it to stop you from showing the world everything you have to give i'm not going to come here from some moral high horse and say that oh i've never experienced fear i've been open from the start of this podcast episode that this very weak fear was something that was coming up and was nearly preventing me from walking in the things that i know i'm equipped to walk in but yeah um affirmation is very important and i hope that you can come to the Wash Day Talks community and space and come to my podcast and feel affirmed and feel encouraged when I talk about these issues and when I speak about the reality of life, which is that you're amazing, we're all amazing, and we all have something to give. So, yeah, if that was your word of encouragement that you needed, I'm happy I could give it to you. And if you want more, check out the Instagram page, okay? If you're on the Instagram page, I'll be making you feel like a an amazing person every day. okay. That, that may not be true, actually. I'm very honest on my Instagram page. So it's not always, you're amazing, you're cool, change the world. Sometimes it's literally, you need to work out of your jealousy, you need to work out of your laziness, you need to work out of your complacency, let's go. You're still amazing, but let's go. Let's walk in all that we're equipped to walk in. So like I said, it's a realistic form of self-help. It's not always, oh, yeah, you're amazing, you're cool. That There's a place for affirmation. But also, I would like to say a lot of my content is realistic in the sense that we address issues and we encourage you to work through your issues. Yeah, Um, this isn't the podcast episode to be talking about the importance of taking up your role in your own self-development and not relying on professionals and social media people to develop your character for you. That's not the episode for today. I'm sure there are other people who talk about this, so you can go and look for the episode there. Maybe we'll do an episode on that. Yeah, it's something that I've had to work through anyway. Understanding that I have to own up and take accountability for my own actions. And the the consequences of those actions, even when they aren't pretty. Because that's what growing up is, okay? I'm not a child anymore where my mum is responsible for everything I do now. Anyways, so perfect love casts out fear. What is fear? I'm not going to define fear. Normally I have a dictionary definition. But I'm just going to talk about how fear can feel. So, you know, that crippling nudging, tugging of your heart, that crippling feeling. You feel like something's nudging at your heart, tugging at your heart, making you feel uncomfortable. That can be how fear is for you. For me, fear feels like a hindrance. It's like I want to move forward, but because I'm feeling fear, I feel like I can't move. There's no physical restriction on me. It's more of a mental and emotional one. So in my heart, I feel like I can't move forward. In my mind, I've tricked myself into telling myself that the feeling I feel is actually a tangible reality so it's like I genuinely can't go I'm feeling sick no I'm not feeling sick I'm feeling afraid but it's so interesting how the emotion can translate into the physical and it's like initially in my head I was too afraid to take a step now it's like I genuinely feel nauseous I used I didn't used to get travel sickness but then I started getting like irritating like bowel movement when i would travel like just that that unconscious fear of travelling and that's really interesting how things in our mind that stay in our mind if we don't work on them and attack them straight away they can translate into our physical well-being and at that point you don't just have the excuse of it's a mental thing it becomes an actual physical thing like i genuinely can't leave the house i'm shaking i'm crying you know i'm oversleeping fear can result in oversleeping like sometimes when I'm afraid, I look to my bed, like I look forward to going to bed and I try to get myself to sleep as much as I can into the daytime because I don't want to face the reality. So these are different ways fear can manifest. I'd also like to talk about fear and anxiety. Fear isn't always, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid I can't do it. Sometimes you can present as the most confident person, but the reason why you actually turn down that opportunity is is because you were afraid. But because fear doesn't manifest in the conventional sense, as in, oh, I'm scared, I'm shaking, like I'm panicking. For you, fear may just be rejection, that when you're afraid, you reject. And that's that's really interesting to grasp. I think it's important to do a lot of self-reflection and look in your life and see the different ways in which Fear can present itself in your own life and it'll help you become more equipped to tackle fear. You'll understand that when I turn people down, when I turn people away, when I insult people close to me, it's not coming from a place of arrogance or pride. It's actually coming from a place of fear, coming to grips with the fact that somebody who I care about actually cares about me too and wants to pursue like a close friendship or a relationship with me but I'm a bit afraid of how this is gonna turn out. So my result is to block you, to be rude to you, to retract from you. And this is all stemming from fear. As I've already said, fear causes you to lose perspective and it invites irrationality. Let's think back to when I spoke about the type of lenses, the perspective we're looking at the world through. I mean, if we go back to the bus stop analogy, Your bus is coming in five minutes, you've missed the first one, another one's coming in five minutes, you still have 40 minutes till your interview, why are you panicking, why are you afraid, you're being irrational and something I really like and I'm gonna expand on it more, maybe in future podcast episodes but It's such a beautiful, 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 beautiful thing, is where you have these irrational expectations of how the world is gonna treat you, of how other people are gonna treat you. And then those expectations are turned over something good happening so you think that everyone's going to hate you when you walk in the room because you're afraid and you walk in the room and everyone actually loves you these natural experiences and occurrences in life are amazing when it comes to tackling fear because your expectations are being subverted they're basically being turned around everything negative you expected to happen doesn't happen and it's teaching your brain it's conditioning your brain to see that actually everything i'm afraid of isn't really as big a deal as i thought it so i find that very lovely Fear is a breathing crap Oops, Whoa, did you see that? <laughs> As you can see, like, the way I'm sat on my chair is, like, very awkward. Like, I do this a lot and just sat in a awkward way. Eh? If I were to sit down normally, it's like I'm too much on the floor. But um, I'm going to try and put up my chair. Perfect. I should have sat like this from the start, right? Apologies to those who are listening to the audio quality. You cannot see me jumping around on my chair. I do use my hands to talk a lot. So that's one of the benefits of watching me actually speak on Spotify, Anchor, or on YouTube, because, or on Instagram, you will see my hand movements and my facial expressions. I am a very expressive person, yes. (laughs) I need to go take out my laundry in like half an hour. So, TMI, I don't know why I'm telling you this stuff. And that is my Chinese lantern on the wall that I painted on Tuesday. Okay, so fear is a breeding ground for other negative emotions. Jealousy, I talk about jealousy a lot, but jealousy can often stem from fear. Fear that you're going to be replaced. Fear that someone likes someone else more than you. Fear that you're not good enough. And then this fear begins to invite other negative emotions in to mingle. So it started off with just fear about your own self-worth and not being accepted. And then when you see other people accepted, that fear breeds jealousy. So now you're not happy that other people are winning because you're afraid that you're not winning. And then that fear invites arrogance because it's like okay I'm afraid I feel bad but I've noticed that if I just tell myself that I'm better than other people that feeling of fear is just kind of like suppressed it's still there but you know I feel better about myself It's not you've invited arrogance and then you invite greed because it's like, okay, I feel afraid, but if I have a lot of things around me, I feel secure and you invite greed. Then you invite toxic relationships because you're afraid and you want affirmation and you want quick affirmation, not affirmation that comes from well-built relationships, but affirmation that comes straight away from people who are just trying to use you. So you invite toxic relationships as well because people can see that that's what you're looking for. Quick affirmation, no depth to feel secure and bam, you've invited a bunch of negative things into your life. Fear is a precursor emotion for bad things, for irrationality, for jealousy, for arrogance, for bad relationships, for loneliness, isolation, rejection. If you don't tackle fear, you ask, what's that word? What's that word when you make yourself sensitive to something? I don't know, but you make yourself sensitive. You make yourself a prime candidate for other negative things. Coldness from fear. That's something that I've kind of seen in my own life sometimes. It's like, hmm, I don't want to feel the fear of, like, feeling rejected. So if I kick you out before you kick me out, I'm okay. But that's not a good way to approach relationships. And when you become more aware of this, you can make amends. I believe that we all have areas of life where fear tries to come in. But the difference is, and this is why I'm comfortable to talk about it, right? Because I would confidently say I can see the areas where fear is happening in my life. I don't see everything, but I see quite a lot of areas. And I can feel confident sharing this because I see fear, I can see the opportunity for fear to manifest in my life, but I close the door. And that's the thing, it's okay to feel something, it's not always okay to act on it. Especially if you know and you can see it plain, that's where you need to take that maturity and those steps towards working on yourself and not just allowing yourself to be ruled by these emotions that come in and out. I was listening to someone speak and they said, there's no guarantee that you will never feel fear again, but there's the guarantee that you never have to let it in. She used the analogy of like someone knocking on your door. It's your house. You can decide whether or not they come in. They can keep knocking on your door. You don't have to open the door because you know who they are. You can see them through the like eye hole in the door, You can see them, you know who they are, and they go away. Sure, they may come up again in five years, they may come up again tomorrow, but you know who they are and you don't have to open the door for them. And that's it. And then you can go and talk to people. For example, I'm really passionate about like... Helping people go out into their own communities and do what they need to do. When I talk to you guys here, I hope that you're also bringing that to other people around you who are going through the same thing, right? So now that I've understood how to identify fear and how fear manifests in different emotions in my life, I come on this podcast, I tell you guys, and you guys go out and you work on your own selves and work on people around you, right? Because we're all here to share knowledge. I love it when people share knowledge with me anyways yes now we're moving on to love we spent nearly 20 minutes talking about fear but the whole perfect love casts out fear what is love for me love is acceptance it's mercy it's consistency yeah i spoke about it before in a previous podcast episode about how in some of the hardest times in your life that's where you are able to appreciate people to a greater degree because you expect love to be taken away from you and it's not but yeah mercy As in, you can see me messing up, you can see this person messing up, doing things they shouldn't be doing, being mean, but because you love them, you still choose to stay with them even when they're hurting you. I'm not advocating for bad relationships. I'm also talking about, you know, you know your friend struggles to show affection and be emotionally available. And you know that even when they're like saying, Oh, get out, don't talk to me, leave me alone, you know that deep down they do want you to stay there, they're just going through a lot. And love is you being merciful in that sense and saying, Okay, I know I'm feeling hurt, but I understand you as a person and I understand the season you're going through, and I'm here and I'm not going to retract my support from you just because you're in a tough situation. And the reason why love is so powerful is because it overrides expectations that fear presents, right? So fear presents no one is gonna accept me, no one is going to affirm me and love says irrespective of how you feel or how you act I'm there now if we talk about where this love comes from this is where it's debatable some people will argue the whole self-love love yourself but i'm more of a before i can love myself i need to do some inner work and inner thinking for me feeling love is primarily based on my relationship with jesus christ that is me okay because i need to draw my love from a unmovable consistent unshakable source right some people it's parental love some people it's through discovering and knowing themselves that they begin to develop a consistency in love and affirmation for themselves right so I don't go along the lines of like self-love yeah just love yourself wake up tell yourself you're cool no you need a deep-rooted understanding in who you are as a person where you're coming from your experiences and acceptance of your mess ups and acceptance of your successes in order to develop the the level of self-love that you need it's not just a quick oh i'm cool i'm nice i'm the best in the world in the morning it comes from deep-rooted thinking deep-rooted delving into who you are as a person right because any type of love that is going to override fear in a consistent manner in a manner that you can rely on has to be a love coming from a deep rooted source right so family community um an epiphany about yourself just an epiphany about life like listen in this life i can only guarantee that i'm gonna love me like i can't guarantee my parents are gonna love me i can't guarantee my friends are gonna love me i can just focus that i love myself so different ways i think community is a very powerful one that's something in this new season of my life i'm really working through the power of community and how it can really heal how we can really really heal the right community um merciful community i use the word mercy so much because it just encapsulates the feeling of all the experience of somebody consistently looking out for you and consistency in love right and mercy is something i uh, some people that i hold in the highest 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 esteem personally in my life our people have been so merciful to me, as in I haven't been the best to them, but they've been so consistent. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, oh, even if I'm being bad, you should stay by me. I don't really, I don't want to say I don't care because that's a read, but I don't, if you want to leave, leave. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and I know I'm working on myself, but just, it's an appreciation that you had no reason to stay. You had no reason to keep checking in, on me and keep showing up for me, but you're still merciful to me even when I don't deserve it. And you don't have to tell me you love me every day, but I can see it in that, that I love, that you love me. I'm even trying to be more careful in my I love you's as well, because as I'm learning more about love, it's not just a word that you throw around carelessly. You need to be certain that you actually love someone. Of course, I love everyone. When I say that I love you guys, I genuinely love you all because like, I love you. If that makes sense. But the whole like the person, there's a difference between i love you and like i love you because i'm saying i love you generically like you as human beings i acknowledge you all have worth. i acknowledge you're all um worthy of attention and everything that a human being is worthy of and i love you but when it comes to i love you as an individual i've known you i've walked with you i spent time with you and i love you as an individual as a friend that type of i love you yeah i'm trying to be very like um, intentional about that. I love you. The, there's the general "I love you" as a person that, irrespective of what you do, I love you. And then there's the personal "I love you" because I've walked with you and I've gotten to know you. That type of "I love you," man. These ones are powerful. I don't play. I don't play with people's "I love yous." Like when they say "I love you," and I know it's coming from a place of, bro. It's. I'm a word person. I like words, but yeah. Um, so now, if we look at love validating even in the midst of flaws so one of the powerful functions of love is validation and as i was talking about fear that fear can sometimes make you second guess who you are feel that you can't move forward but love validates everything fear attacks and that's what makes it so powerful that's why okay i'm gonna have to cut this episode short because i record on my iphone 13 and it's overheated for some strange reason and it keeps cutting me off as i speak so i'm holding the recording close to my face I've taken my phone off, case off, and just letting it cool down. It's cooling down. But yeah, that's why fear is so important. Because fear, I mean, that's why love is so important. Because love attacks everything fear attacks. It validates everything fear attacks. And I guess that's towards the end of my podcast episode. Like, fear is a rationality, love is security. It enables me to approach my life through a secure lens, because I've been affirmed. We briefly spoke about where love comes from. As I said, first and foremost, listen, God, me, I can't actually come and lie on this podcast. That is me, okay? So try Jesus. If you don't want to try Jesus, um, there are many other ways. I think just opening yourself up to the love other people have for you and giving people a chance to love you is really powerful. I think giving people that chance to get to know you, to fall in love with you. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about my own life, but just giving people that chance. Your family. Family can be tricky, but I like to say a lot of people's family members, they do have family members who love them. Some people don't, but there are friends who become family. There are teachers, there are um people who work with you who, if given the chance, can love you. There's community, getting yourself in community through loving other people as well. And also through understanding yourself. I think self-love stemming from self-realisation is a powerful form of love because you understand yourself, your flaws and your shortcomings, and you're consistent in your love for yourself. You can rely on yourself to love you. Yeah. You can rely on yourself to love you. I love that. It's a lovely quote. Guys, I'm going to wrap up here. I'm super... I was going to say chuffed, but I don't want to be using all of this type of language. I am a British... Like, I don't know. Who says chuffed? Like, no. No yeah (laughs) so but i'm really happy about this episode it comes from the heart as you can probably tell um yeah and i hope you all have a great day i will see you next week and if you're on my podcast page i will see you when i next do a podcast post i love you guys bye wait what is it what's my sign off love you lots yeah i'm gonna make a sign off for love because like you know guys bye